All right. We ready? Let me get a beverage. Go ahead. Is everybody good? Has everybody got something to drink? Hold on. Well, mine's on the floor. Yeah, well. Welcome to Bonehead. This is where the credits go. All right, stop. Mine doesn't sound at all like you just SOS to SOS. I'm Joe Lewis. This is Bonehead. Thanks for watching us or listening to us on iTunes. If you're watching us right now on iTunes or YouTube or listening to us, I forgot what I was saying. Hit subscribe. Down at the left hand corner is the subscribe button. Is that right hand? No, right. Depends on if you're watching it sideways. By the way, watch sideways. It's a better movie. A better movie than what? Than this. Well, I look better <laughs> tilted. <laughs> anyway, subscribe to us. We need the subscriptions. Anything think, else? Yeah, I'm good. Nick, how are you? <laughs> hey, I am awesome. There's another guy on the couch. I know. I've just been sitting it here looks like, like a, a chad sandwich in over my here. spot. I know. Ooh. I feel. I feel out, out. You damn kept it spot. warm. You're lucky that. it's not wet. Well, you know, I'm not going to say it wasn't. I'm just being a <laughs> Does good chad guest. Chad wear diapers. Depends. Hold on, my OCD. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. iTunes, trust me, that's funny. <laughs> I have anyway, thank you so much for coming by. Yeah. Nick, thank you for did, having me on. Did you write some books? I've written a couple of books. Do they have pictures in them? There's pretty pictures in one of them. I can't read without pictures. Well, there's a, well, okay. In fact, I can't read. Well, I'm sorry, but that's good. I have an audio book. This so. is the hell of a time to tell everybody. <laughs> He's also deaf. Huh? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I'm sorry. The Braille, the Braille audiobook has not come out yet. So, and anyway. somehow I've made it. White privilege. And dude. the tips of his fingers are so callous to <laughs> White privilege. Anyway, but yeah, I uh, I write urban fantasy kind of action horror stories centered yeah. mostly around a werewolf detective and his partner. She's a witch, and her husband, the IT guy. And so uh, that's my Werewolf for Hire series. Hold up. Wait a tick. Let's talk about this. So he's a werewolf. He's a werewolf. And he's a detective. And he's a detective. Now, I don't want you to give too much away because I want other people to read your books. <laughs> but now the thing about the werewolf that always kind of confuses me. Does he wolf out only once a month during the full moon? Or can he wolf out whenever the moon's out? What's your rules? Okay, you know, and I actually put a lot of thought into my rules because when like I started writing have this, you got to have them. And you got to follow them. You got to follow but them. But you can be whatever they are, but you have to follow them. Exactly. Right. And so the way I kind of set it up is that werewolves can happen two different ways. You can be born a werewolf or you can be made a werewolf. Okay. Most people who are made a werewolf don't do too well because they don't have the mental capacity in bo born into them to control it so they wolf out and usually once they wolf out once they stay wolfed out so it's They're not it's not yeah it's not affected by the cycle of the moon it's more like there's a split personality thing going on and that personality will dominate any chance it can get and yeah you know and here's the thing about wolves think about animals in general animals aren't good or evil now, some cats, I know, might be considered evil, but that's just our perception. Animals You know I got are, two cats, right? I know, that's why I said that. <laughs> animals are basically, they're basically amoral. You know, like they, they do what's best for them. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah like yeah. that. So, yeah. you know, but my guy, he's con so his big struggle is that he's always fighting with that animal side of him. He gets in a fight with somebody, it wants to kill him. You know, he sees a pretty girl, you know, might want to pursue said girl, you know. And that's his answer to everything is run sweet, it, sweet, screw it, or uh, fight it. Run away from it, screw it, or fight it. So like he's, he's got to fight yeah, that. That's, that's uh, but he grew up with that. How does he handle he, eating a banana? Very <laughs> delicately. Okay. All yeah. three. <laughs> but, you know, and I have some other rules like silver. He has quick healing, very fast metabolism for healing. Mm -hmm. Silver doesn't poison him, but it just anything silver that injures him, it counteracts his ability. So you shoot him with a bullet, depending on where he may heal. 
shoot him with a silver bullet, it's going to be just like you or I got shot. Oh, okay. okay. So, you know, that's kind of, those are kind of the rules that I set up for that. But as far as when he can transform, it's pretty much at will. Oh, at will. But during the full moon, as he gets closer to that, the urges become stronger. And pretty much on the night of the full moon, he has to transform. Okay. So, but he's still mostly in control then. Okay. So, that's kind of how I set it up. Well... It's not every day that we have someone who lives local, who is obviously a published author here. So kind of take me back to how you got into it, if you don't mind, and we'll go from there. <laughs> There's a funny story. Well, you know... I it, met this lichen. <laughs> yeah, well, I met this werewolf once. Now it's actually... <clears throat> I, uh, I've always been fascinated by werewolves. One of my uh, favorite horror movies is An American Werewolf in London. Yep, I saw the poster. And uh, John Landis would come on the show. I'd get him to sign it. But well, <laughs> I've got a signed John Landis poster, and there's a story behind that, too. Ooh, we'll get to that but, in a minute. Okay. So. Because he can talk. So Yes, he can. Um, and he tells really, really dirty jokes, by the way. Oh, yes. He uses the F word almost oh, yeah. as much as. No, he uses it more than I do. <laughs> but, I, you know, this I've always liked werewolves, enjoyed the movies, kind of fell out of them in the 90s because there weren't a lot of great ones coming out then. What? But about 2001, (laughs) the Sci-Fi Channel aired their original movie, which is they bought a movie from England and played it as I know exactly what it is, Dog Dog Soldiers, Soldiers. directed by Neil Marshall. Neil Marshall, awesome guy. And that uh, that was the first movie that got me back into it. And so I started watching more and reading more. And then about 2006... 2006, yeah, I did my first horror convention. I went down to Texas for the Texas Fright Night Weekend, uh and that was their very first one. And I spent the weekend there. I'd never been to a con like that, and I really enjoyed it, and I got kind of inspired. So I started a website called bemovieman.com, and that was in order to practice writing, because Mm -hmm. I've always had these stories kicking around in my head, but I never really sat down and wrote anything. Yeah. And I thought, if I sit down and write, it's going to suck. Because writing is just like lifting weights. You don't go and bench press 500 pounds on your first try unless, you know, okay, fine, guys, you guys may. I'm a little, I got a little spindly. Somebody around, so. call the vet. Those pythons are sick. I can, <laughs> I can open a jar of pickles with a hammer. You know, the, the gun shows down uh, at Rupp Arena, guys. Yeah, Come oh. on. You know. uh, get him a Band-Aid. I seriously yeah. just hurt my wrist. <laughs> no, that's that's what you do. <laughs> but, Fly away. Well, anyway. <laughs> you were saying, sorry. But, uh, but I started B-Movie Man so I could practice writing. Right. And after about a year of doing that website, I, I started writing my first book as part of uh, NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month mm. in November. And I intended to write a 50,000-word book in the 30 days. Failed miserably. <laughs> Got 22,000 words done. That's pretty good. And But I was like, you know what? I'm still got the book in my head, though, so I just kept writing. And one year and one day later, I finished at 103,000 words. Mm. So it was a longer book, and it it's took bigger, longer, but yeah. I got my first book out, and I said, this is, you know, I liked it, and uh, my wife's a professional editor, so that's kind of handy. Yeah. She uh, she writes also nonfiction, but I said, well, I got another book in me. So a year later, I wrote my second book, which my first one's called Blood Curse, mm-hmm. Werewolf for Hire Novel. My second one is Blood Sacrifice. Blood Curse is actually set here in uh, Central Kentucky. Oh yeah. And Blood Sacrifice, I sat in a uh, sat. I set in England, uh, in the area where my wife's from. So yeah, I cheated a little bit. Where at? Uh, down on the coast near Dover. Oh yeah, yeah. And, that's where Chad's from. Oh, uh, I bet it is. True. <laughs> bet it is. Mm-hmm. Then Chad would know all about the tunnels there. I do actually. I've actually been to Dover, so yes, yeah. I've been in the tunnels. Cool. Well, yes. there's Chad. Well, the tunnels don't Chad's just like go Charles there. Bronson. He's yeah. digging tunnels. They are all over that part of England, mm-hmm. and in my wife's town, there's actually a huge network. Oh, really? And so there was also a huge power plant that was decommissioned about 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and it stood on the outside of town. And my idea for the second book involved those tunnels and that power plant that was decommissioned. Oh, wow. And then I started writing short stories, too, and that's Werewolves, Zombies, and Leprechauns is kind of my anthology of those. And I'm working on my third novel now. 
So, real quick. Yeah, go, because I got two questions, the, and we'll the, come back the, to them. You mentioned werewolves, yep. and, and they're actually my favorite monster as well. I think yep. they're, they're just fascinating. Love them. Because they don't have all the... The joke that I always make is, I can live as a werewolf. I got I got a couple of days of a month where I might kill people. Other than that, though, I can still go outside. Yeah. I can still do my business. Still, yeah. I like garlic. I can do all that stuff. You can hang out. Yeah. So, that's what I've always thought about is, why don't more people do stuff with werewolves? Because they are kind of the ultimate you monster know, to me. You know, I, I ask that question, too. And especially vampires are so popular. Yeah. Especially and, sparkly ones. Yeah, sparkly ones are disgusting popular and don't get me going on what they did to werewolves too although i gotta say the werewolves in a certain sparkly vampire series of books their pants they must spend a fortune on pants <laughs> because every time they transform <laughs> their pants it's, just explode it's the incredible hulk phenomenon i know it's you know joe no no <laughs> pants exploding comments from you no you're cut off but but yeah i think uh werewolves are a very underrated monster and you know, this goes all the way back to the original The Wolfman. Yeah. yeah. And and even before that, you know, you had The Werewolf of London with Henry Hull. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because that one, and most people don't know that one, and it's more of a Jekyll and Hyde story than a werewolf. Well, one. that's what I always, and, and I'm not, not poo-pooing your literature or anything, but, but that's always, but to me, werewolves are just an offshoot of Jekyll and Hyde. A lot of that, there's a lot to be said to that, actually. The animal nature taking yeah, over. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, and that's, and it's interesting because one of the other areas that I've done a lot of uh, reading about is the comparison between vampires and werewolves. And if you look, it's almost a social caste system. Your werewolves tend to be your bikers. Your werewolves tend to be your bad boys. You know, your uh, vampires tend to be your posh, upper class and that's not always the case. Because werewolf is but, more of an id thing? Yep. Well, you, but you know what's really interesting about werewolves, too, is that there seems to be some sort of... Werewolves, too. Electric <laughs> boogaloo. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Mick. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, but werewolves also tend to pop up in most cultures, in some mm -hmm. like Native American mm -hmm. mythology. You have your skinwalkers. You have yeah, all that. Your, so that's, that's another reason I think it's Valaglanchi, you know, you have... I mean, even here in Kentucky, you got the dog man, stuff like so, that. I so. just think that's what's fascinating. It's kind of like dragons tend to be that way. They're mm -hmm. not always called dragons, but it seems to be giant lizards yep. and, and werewolves pop up in most cultures. So. What's a yellow quachi? A yellow glanchi, and there's a lot I of different no, ways. I have no I thought there's, you all would there's tell a me. Lot of, there's a lot of different ways to pronounce it. Nagloshi is another, and... I, I, by the way, for any Native Americans watching this, I apologize because I know I'm butchering it. <laughs> no, also. but there's a, there's a great, terrible. It's on Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie, Werewolf. Werewolf <laughs> from 1996. And it, the the pronunciations yeah. throughout that are yeah. It's a werewolf. A werewolf. Well, that's because the leading lady was from Yugoslavia or somewhere. Yeah, this was only and they. It, she had a couple of really big talents, and that's how she got in the movie, yeah. but that was about that's, it. Yeah, her talents were what she had going yeah. for. But I had uh, a cook. Uh, yeah, she's yeah. a good and cook. And she was a good seamstress. And, and quite Very. frankly, she worked cheap. Oh, yeah. And, 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 her, and her two big toes were really huge. Yeah. 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 Well, total Uma Thurman. But no, because no, they mentioned that they and they say it a thousand different ways. Oh, yeah. And the villain's hair changes five times because it takes oh, yeah. I don't like it when I don't know what they're talking about. I do now. Well, maybe if you did some research on your Yamagachis and your Warwolves. I was sitting here trying to figure out what the difference between us. Oh, I, I had a Tamagotchi. I killed it. <sighs> killed it dead. Don't kill your Tamagotchi. With a hammer. The, I like hammers. The, the Pokemons will get mad at you. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we have a huge you, Pokemon you audience out there. I, I bet you do. You well, know, we have there. two, and I just pissed them off. Pika! Pika! Screw Joe! Pika! Pika suck it. Hey, anyway. But... Yeah, no, I'm very. I've always been very fascinated with the whole werewolf mythology. Wendigo. Too. What's the difference between Wendigo? Okay, Wendigo is also a Native American legend. That's what I was going to ask. And you about. I actually did a lecture on Wendigos at last year's Scarefest, and Wendigo is Haley's on the other side of the camera going yes. Oh, mm. hi Haley. Hi, I just remember it. Hi. The uh, the the idea of the Wendigo is it's a cautionary tale about cannibalism. 
and giving in to your lustful nature, more to the point. And there were a lot of different themes to it, but the general one is, and the accepted thing about werewolves kind of comes from the Algonquin peoples, which is kind of northern uh, U.S., southern Canada, mostly east of the Mississippi, but there is some to the west. But for the most part, that kind of area up in the Ontario, Quebec, mm -hmm. that zone. And the idea is that if you consume human flesh willingly, then you will become a monster. And more to the point, you will become an unsatiable monster. You will be just constantly hungry. Mm. And the really interesting thing about it is that the legends, they vary a bit, but the idea is that you will grow as you eat. The more you eat, the more you grow. And the reason you grow is so that you are never full and satisfied. Somebody must have slipped me a finger somewhere <laughs> along the way because... I keep growing and eating, and I'm never satisfied it's, either. It's, it's, it's the willing part of that. He willingly ate I a finger. Willingly. I mean, it was in a hot dog bun, and there was no hot dogs. And, and we had the chili already there. And what could you do? How could you stop? But, yeah, the Wendigo legend, though, to me, is very similar in idea to the to the legends of, say, Skinwalkers. The Negloshi, right. Gilaglanchi, those things. That That's another terrible about. movie, FYI. <laughs> Skinwalkers. Yeah, Skinwalkers isn't very good. Directed by, um... Oh, God. I've, Jason Tense. Yeah. God. Jason, and his name's Jason or something. That yeah, that Keep going. Yeah, but that's the difference in my... in From my research on the difference between werewolves and wendigos, that's where I'd go with it. Yeah. But I think the uh, wendigo legend is very... It's very interesting to me because the idea is that it's an evil spirit that gains access to your body through this willful act of eating human flesh. And once it's in there, you're pretty much screwed. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're just going to keep killing and killing and killing until you are either excised by a shaman or <coughs> just killed. And apparently you're pretty hard to kill when you're one of those things, too. So Yeah, turn into Steven Seagal. Yeah, it's a turn into Steven Seagal. He, 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 you know, because he's hard eating, to kill. And he keeps eating and growing. Mm -hmm. and, and, he's and, and he's got his own cryptocurrency now. Oh, he does? He does. Apparently, uh, Yugoslavia or somewhere got him to back their cryptocurrency. Oh, please, please, please tell me it's called Segalians. Galians. Segalians. <laughs> I'll need one million Segalians uh, to release your daughter. That's, that's, that's what... <laughs> That's what I'd call it. Right By the way, one million Segalians, I think that's about 42 cents. That's fine. Uh, so, I just know. need the I need yeah. press coverage however I can get it. Local man yeah. demands Segalians. For I think me. we got off track a little bit, though. So yeah. you after your book, you started to do, uh, you went to Texas Frightmare. How did you yeah. get involved with Scarefest? I'm just curious. Uh, well, it's funny because uh, Scarefest, one of my friends who's a local uh, author named... Amanda Hervey, and she used to write for Kentucky Monthly, and she knew Patty Starr and Chuck Starr through Kentucky Monthly, and she called me up one day and said, hey, Nick, you like werewolves and weird stuff like that? And I'm like, well, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. And she said, well, you know, they're starting a horror convention here in Lexington. And at the time, you know, when the event started, you know, 10 years ago, uh, ghost hunting had become the big thing you yeah. know the sci-fi channel we were at the first one yeah we I've, I've actually been to every one of them yeah keep going well i was gonna say i i start i called them up and said hey need some help mm -hmm. and they said who are you and i said i'm nick and they said come on and so the next thing you know i was involved with the show and i've i've actually been involved with the show f since the beginning That's and awesome. uh I, they've also been gracious enough to give me a booth at the show since the beginning, so I'm one of the I'm one of those people that constantly pops up at the event. So you know, keeping me at my booth during the event's kind of hard because I've got some additional responsibilities now. But yeah, what, do, what do you do with Scarefest? I'm the media coordinator, yeah. which is a, it's a diff many different hats. Uh, this year, I'm working on some. I'm trying to develop some sponsorship angles, and also trying to take us into a slightly untouched area for most conventions i think which is horror video games we touched on that the year before last with the friday, friday the 13th game and now that that game is out and it is doing really well i want to look at trying to get more games involved and actually having possibly a whole gaming segment to the event that'd be great well you know this year alone there's so many excellent 
horror or horror themed games coming out. Right. I mean, The Last of Us Two is coming. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got, and that's a PlayStation exclusive. But then on the Xbox exclusive side, you've got State of Decay Two coming, <coughs> which is for those of you who've never played that. That think of uh, Grand Theft Auto with zombies. Mm-hmm. So you're in the post-apocalyptic world fighting zombies in a Grand Theft Auto-style world. okay. You know, and it's it's a lot of fun, very distracting. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to those games, you know, of course, you've got some of your classics. And VR games are really starting to take off. And I'd like to see us get something where people can come, try out some of these games, you know, have some of the game people there, maybe even get some guests who are yeah. voice actors, motion capture actors for these uh, games. Because have any of you guys played Until Dawn? That one I haven't, no. Okay. Oddly that's... enough, we all have our specialities, and to look at me, you would think, that fat guy's a gamer. <laughs> I never even made it past Xbox, and somebody bought me that Xbox. <laughs> a staff did, back in the aughts. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not a gamer. James is. Yeah, I'm a, James. Uh, yeah. Would, uh, Chad would like to be, but he doesn't want to spend the money. I know, no, I'm I, a, I stink at video games. I'm the a gamer. last game I beat was Booger Man on Sega Genesis. <laughs> awesome. It's a pick and flick adventure. <laughs> pick and flick adventure. Is it really um, called pick and flick? It's called a pick and flick adventure. adventure. So you're shocked. You're shocked by pick and flick adventure, but not the fact that the title is Booger Man. Not really. Um, I'm not really shocked by it. I'm. I'm. I'm in awe of that. That's really funny. I used to play a lot of How horror games. How do I games. play this? Yeah. And now I have these small creatures over? in my home. Let's do it yeah. Okay. Um, and little kids in horror video games, not necessarily. The no. Best so I don't. I do. I do a lot of Marvel Lego, the Lego games. The if Lego, do, you know. By the way, Lego. If you happen to see this, why don't you make a deal with the Universal Monsters? Do Lego Universal Monsters? Now that would be fun. I, that would at least let me have old some, school Dracula, Wolfman. Yeah. That's you know. so Lego. If you're listening, um, but I, I think. Uh, but yeah, the horror gaming angle I think was really interesting, and and actually going back to werewolves, has there been a werewolf one? You know, I have not seen a good werewolf game. I was thinking about that. There it seems like there should be. That it, you know, I think there should be too, and I think there's some good <coughs> concepts behind it. So maybe a game developers, if you're watching, feel free to contact me at nick at bmovieman.com because hey. Werewolf for Hire is available for licensing. I was about to say, no, and I'll now, that, that's, I, now that he's done blowing himself. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but sorry, excuse me. No, 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 no I agree it all the with time. you, though, because, yeah. that, I mean, that seems well, you like... you usually do it for other people, though. Wow. <laughs> that's a concept that needs to... I mean, seriously, just talking about games and going off script and all that stuff, but it seems like we've got tons of werewolf games, or, I'm sorry, tons of vampire games. Yeah. The Vampire the Masquerade was on computer way back in the mm-hmm. day. I played it. Play, but there's not been a lot. There hasn't been. As a matter of fact, I'm sitting here kind of racking my brain for on the collectible games. card game front. There was Rage for yeah. a while. I played that on card games, but yeah, there's just not been. A well, lot. and there's a like a game, like a werewolf party game. <coughs> it's the Beast Among Us or something yeah, like yeah, that, where yeah. you, you know, one of you is the werewolf, and mm. you have to figure out which one it is. But as far as it's Joe, yeah, as far yeah, is it because I'm fat and hairy? <laughs> oh. Well, the, what does that, that have to do with being a werewolf? Because I ate Their that wolf. forget yeah. hot dog. Their castle. Why are we talking this way? the finger um, in it. Most werewolf... Well, no. It has nothing to do with your looks. And by the way, the fact, how, how is the person on. prepared? I guess Lon Chaney Jr. was the chunkiest of all. Can we add scallions to people? <laughs> Just... <laughs> People with scallions. Stuffed. Yummy. Joe stuff. Mm. <laughs> oh, salmon I don't want, stuff people. Mm. I don't want to have to be the one that stuffs Joe I mean, if we have to eat I want If you were a werewolf, style. you'd probably be more like a St. Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was wondering if... You, you mean know, loving and cuddly? Yeah, I don't think that's yeah. me at all. No, yeah. hairy and like just slobbery. slobbery and falls on the floor. I don't slobber. Not very athletic. Well, you know, <laughs> I was wondering if, you know... So oh, you know, you could be a were poodle, were pomeranians, things like that. You know. James is a were corgi. Yeah, were corgis <laughs> with the little legs. You see James's yeah. butt; it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a walking loaf of bread. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I'm curious while we're still on werewolves, and we'll get. I know you do your podcast, and, and we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But what are some of your favorite? I know you mentioned American Werewolf in London. I'm sitting here going. Through my head, thinking of the werewolf films I love, and most of them are all allegories. Yeah. Which ones are some of your favorites? All right. I actually have three that I kind of rotate through my favorites. <coughs> Bless you. 
And those are American Werewolf. Team Wolf 2. I'm sorry, Jason Bateman may be awesome. But no, Team Wolf 2 isn't, in, the isn't in the top. Damn it. I saw it in theater also. Because <laughs> we're old, dude. Yeah. Uh, sorry, but, American Werewolf in London. Yeah, American Werewolf in London. I agree, that's my and, favorite. And that one, I, that one has a special place because it kind of scared the diddle out of me when I was a kid. I saw it way too young and was walking home after seeing About it. About 21, 22? Uh, <laughs> yeah. 11, uh, you know, when it came out. And... Uh, I was walking home and walked by this guy's house where he had a Doberman Pinscher mm. that he kept in the backyard, and it was chained up, but it decided that I looked tasty as I'm walking by at night after seeing this film. Were you stuffed it, with scallions? I was Sorry. stuffed with scallions <laughs> at the time, and it leapt out and scared Oscar's me. Not. So that, that kind of imprinted on me with American Werewolf in London. So I got that going on. Uh, my other one of my other favorites though is Dog Soldiers. Mm -hmm. I think Neil Marshall he mixed a lot of genres really well. You know, and he talks about it. Everybody kind of relates it as Night of the Living Dead werewolves. His actual idea I think was more uh, Zulu. Zoo, yeah. yeah, with werewolves. And, and it's very and, much got an Aliens vibe. Yeah. It's, it's 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 if you've not never seen it, go out and, and I'm sorry, don't mean to stop, yeah. but Neil Marshall, check him out. Watch that and watch The Descent. Actually, you know yeah. watch. Watch every damn thing. Yeah, don't forget made. Doomsday. Love Doomsday, Doomsday is, a, is a Doomsday is a is a John Carpenter, George Miller uh, picture all rolled into one. No, yes. I love Doomsday. And it's Escape from New York and the Road Warrior. And yeah, else. what else? Oh, it's Excalibur. Excalibur with uh, and it's got Sean. Okay, I think it's Sean Pertwee, yeah. who uh, he's and he's in a bunch of movies with uh, that Neil Marshall's done. Mm -hmm. And if you watch any movie with Sean Pertwee. Mm -hmm. There's a very, very good chance that he will be disemboweled at some point. Yeah. It happened in Dog Soldiers. It happened. They ate him alive in Doomsday. Yeah. You know. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Sorry, folks. But, okay, <coughs> if you haven't seen Doomsday by now, just go out see it. See it. It's, it's on Netflix, I think. Yeah, it's it's, it's but, a lot of fun. But you know, that's another one. And now this one, my next one, is kind of a controversial idea for a werewolf movie, because it's not necessarily a werewolf. But it's Brotherhood of the Wolf. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. love that film. Yeah, oh, yeah. two thousand one. That was the most successful French film, French film. ever made. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I absolutely love it. Mark Dacascos was the uh, is in it. And for those of you who don't know, who Mark Dacascos is he's an extremely underrated martial artist who's also the chairman on uh, what is it? Uh, not Top Chef, but. The one where they compete, a bunch of chefs. Iron Chef. Iron Chef. That's Iron it. Chef. He's Iron the chef. he's the chairman on that. Yeah. So he comes out, does a flip, and you know he's just awesome. And it plays a Native American named Manny. He was also the crow in the TV show. Yes, he was the crow in the TV show, and you know, dudes, dudes, bad. I, you know, that's a good one because I, I actually was going through my list of the ones I like, and I forgot all about that one. That well, one preyed on me. Like it, it. I watched it and I went. This is really interesting. And then later that night, I couldn't stop. It just kept the wheels kept spinning. Well, there's so much going on in that movie. I mean, it's espionage. It's a historical piece. It's a werewolf piece. It's a love story. It's, yeah. you know, it's got shiny objects. I mean, mm -hmm. what more could you ask for? And the thing about that film that gets me is the whole legend of the beast of Jevoudan, mm -hmm. which the entire film is based around these werewolf attacks. That and it's a true story. Now, werewolf maybe not, but definitely there was something going on in the Gévaudan region of France between 1762 and 1765, and it's kind of a weird. Think of Gévaudan as the Eastern Kentucky of France, right? Yeah. Okay, and so we're back in the days of. You know, so I'm glad you're telling me all this because we're not, we're so not talking no high society puffy wig. No, 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 no. It's no, no, they're no, out no, in like no. yeah. they're, out, they're in the sticks. They're no, in the hills. They're in the hills. Yeah. But there is a high society element because yeah. all of these people are serfs. So somebody owns the land. They're working. You have these counts and viscounts who are responsible for the area, but their peasants are being killed, and it's not just being killed. They're having their throats ripped out. It's primarily women and small children. And they're having their throats ripped out. They're being disemboweled, partially eaten. Mm -hmm. And here's the really weird part. You know, you go and look for how many people were killed by the Beast of Jevedon. And the number ranges from 40 to over 300. And part of the reason for that is 
every time somebody died violently in that area at, during that period, they were like, oh my God, it is La Bette, the beast, you know. So, the moral is, if you want to kill somebody and have a, t- have a time machine, go to this area and it will just be blamed on the beast. Could be. Um, and but I got really fascinated. Why did my mind automatically go there? Maybe I'm I need. Sorry, to I just it kind of slipped into what he said. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say I'm disturbed by that a little bit, but I'm. Yeah. I'm glad I'm on this. Side if you want to go write a time travel serial killer, let me know. That's we'll not work the on disturbing that. part. Let's hope the pants stay on. Well, you know, time cop is. Uh, time oh, cop no. will stop him. Don't worry. Yeah. You know, sorry, I'm, I'm a big Van Damme fan, so... Time <laughs> criminal is much more of an addressing theory. What is the best Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van Damme? Well, yeah. What's better than Time Cop? Well, there's no six demon bag. <laughs> JCVD. <laughs> Thank you for the big trouble... <laughs> Thank you for the big trouble of reference. That's nope. true. A six demon bag. There you go, Egg. What's in it? Oh, earth, wind, fire, all that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going through all the Jean-Claude. I mean, there's Universal Soldier... Um, there's Time Cop. There's Lionheart. Death okay. Warrants. What's okay. Let's go back to... Uh, so, so uh, <laughs> here are some Legion other Air. werewolf films that okay. I enjoy. Okay, give them up. Ha- the original The Wolfman. The original Wolfman is awesome. Launch, yeah. Um, I like... Have you ever seen The Company of Wolves? Directed Ooh. by Neil Jordan? <laughs> yes. But I it's have a, really... I have a copy of it. It's Little Red it's, Riding Hood. It's Little Red Riding Hood. Uh, yeah. And I will say this. It has one of my least favorite transformation models. Really? When they come the whole when they come out of the skin. I, I really that. don't like that and I've seen that more and more. Well they all ripped well, it off of Neil Jordan. Well, well, Nobody yeah. had done that before. Well, yeah. It's got Angela Lansbury in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No it's and it's a and it's a hard to find film too. Yeah I've, I've got, got the poster. I don't know why I own the poster. I have poster. I have a bootleg copy of the film because I couldn't find a legit copy anywhere. I did not know that it was you know, print. You know that's well it may be back in print now. <coughs> if it is somebody tell me because I would love to get a legit copy of it. But love Company of Wolves. Um, Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps, fantastic. Fantastic. Love movie. that film. I know. And you know the sequels. Once again, but they're they're not terrible. They're not though. terrible. They're not terrible. They Have you ever seen the Ginger the... Snaps sequels? Actually, they're the third bad. one. The third one is really good. Where yeah. they go back, back to time. Yeah. yeah, to the old fort in and Canada. Two, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're they're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, Ginger Snaps is pretty. Ginger good. Snaps it's is pretty, pretty awesome. Good. Um, I mean, there's a lot of really good werewolf films, and there's there, a lot of bad we ones. We just named eight. Well, how about, how about, I know it's only for... one sequence of it, but how about Trick or Treat? Or Trick or Treat? Trick or Treat, the one, yeah, they had the werewolves in that, and they did the skin-ripping transformation, yeah. Yeah. too. I think the, right. uh, but I think that, that one was one that you could, I mean, you kind of saw what was coming, but yeah. they tried to do that flip, and obviously yeah. the little Red Riding Hood symbolism playing there. Okay, what about this one? Wolf Cop. Oh. Is that Mario Van Peebles? No, this is there's this one is, with Mario Van Peebles. <coughs> okay, there is one. A wolf yes, that was an it's HBO original full, mo- full moon, something like that. It was yeah. an HBO, HBO original, original movie. movie. Yeah, no, I actually, remember that. When did Wolf Cop come out? Wolf Cop was 2013 or 14. Is that Wolf Cop two out now? It's it's getting ready to <laughs> yeah, be. Because <laughs> I heard of Wolf yeah, Cop two. Yeah, because I've uh, seen the trailer for it. Yeah, and I got to say, Wolf Cop, I love the concept. And do you know the story behind the making of it? No, no. They actually won a contest in Canada, one of the big theater chains in Canada, put on a contest for screenplays and they were looking for a film to produce and theatrically distribute through their network of theaters in Canada. And Wolf Cop won, so they got a million Canadian dollar budget, which is about 48.50 US, but it was still enough for them to do mm-hmm. a really good, funny werewolf movie. Yep. And they do a skin ripping transformation too. And for those of you who've seen it, you know the you know the uh, scene. It is probably the most instantly shocking transformation scene Does I've ever got seen. a copy of Wolf Cop? It was on Netflix. Oh, okay. It's off Netflix now, but you can still order it. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, as a matter of fact, I think it's on Amazon Prime. Maybe the streaming. So, you know, speaking of comedy, I mean, there is a werewolf 
comedy that we, we've kind of glazed over. Chad that is now getting a lawsuit. Okay. We all have the cooties. We, we, we can't not mention FDR American Badass. That's true. <laughs> have you seen it? Yes, I've seen FDR American Badass. And I so wanted to talk to Barry Bostwick about it when he we was did. at Scarefest this last uh, yeah, year. But that, I actually did his James panel. Did his panel. Okay. And that was, was the audience. one question I had to ask. without we And Joe actually asked it before I got to it. Was oh, I stole his question. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had to talk to him. I wanted to talk to him about Megaforce because, okay, I we, did, need him. we covered Megaforce on the B Movie podcast yeah. that I co host, and I, that was a funny one because I actually hadn't seen it in like decades. It got any but better? I saw no, I saw it in the theater when it came out in '82. Did you really? And well, here's their story behind that. Uh, my stepdad was not my stepdad at the time. He was dating my mom. And this is how I know that he really wanted to get on my good side. Look, reflecting back. I thought you were going to say this is how I knew he really wanted to get on took, my mom. Sorry. Well, <laughs> he did want to get on my mom, obviously, but he wanted, but my, he had to wait he his wanted turn. my approval for his mounting. And so. <laughs> So I, uh, but your mom you know, was. I think we just got the title of oh, this episode. But your mom was presenting. <laughs> Not that I was aware of, but you know that's beside the point. Sorry, I dude. Looking. Um, but well, I'm the one who just said my stepdad mounting my mom. So I know. I, there's no there's I no apology I, necessary. Uh, sorry. <laughs> but um, anyway, he took me to see Megaforce, and then he took me to see Megaforce again. Because I was 12, and as a 12-year-old, I thought Megaforce was an amazingly great film. I thought it was cheated at the 1982 Academy Awards. <laughs> you know, Is it kind I of like some 12... people argue about Kroll the yeah, same way? Like that? I think so. And then, and then years and years later, I'm watching Riff Tracks. And they release the Riff Track of... Megaforce, Megaforce. Which you can watch is on Amazon, right? Yeah, right it now. is on, it's Amazon. on Amazon streaming. And uh, yeah, I watched that, and I actually I loved it. My wife and I laughed our asses off. Next day, I called my stepdad up and apologized. <laughs> I'm like, you remember 35 years ago that you took? Yeah, you do remember. Well, I'm sorry. We, we all have a shitty movie. Really Mine's sorry. Deep Rising. I saw Deep Rising I, in the theater twice. You know what? I like Deep Rising. I love Deep Rising, and they. That's, Fistbump, fistbump, right there. No, 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 I never said I hated it. That's Stephen Sommer's best film. I think the flip side of that is you go to certain movies with your kids. Oh, yeah, it probably is. You go to certain movies with (laughs) your kids, because, like, my son, his first movie, he he was five at the time, that he literally grabbed me. I told him to see something else. I'm sure it was a Marvel movie. Debbie does something. And he grabbed me by the collar when the trailer came on. He goes, Daddy, you got to take me to see that. Daddy, you got to take me to see that. You took your first son to his first movie was The Muppets because we were there. No, no, no. No, (laughs) but it was the first one that he screamed, Daddy, you have to take me to it. It was The Muppets. We were there. It It was. That was his first movie. But the first one that he saw a trailer and literally almost tears tears in his eyes was Monster Trucks. Hey. Oh. So... I'll set through monster trucks. And by the way, I had convinced myself it would be. And so, it is plural. It's not bad. It. I mean, it's not great. Don't ever. I do not want it to get out that I think that's a great film. However, I had convinced myself it was going to be so bad that I actually was able to go. That wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Okay. So, so what was the worst movie you've ever seen then? Oh, oh man, in theaters. So many. Yeah. The one, the only theater in I ever... theaters, let's do theaters. Say, the yeah. only one I've ever actually went, I want to walk up and demand my money back because it literally sexually assaulted my eyes, was uh, Ballistics X versus Sever. Okay. That's, I, I was so mad. Because like, I had question. read something about... We talked about it. I had read something about the screenplay. And the screenplay, the guy that did the original screenplay... Oh, my God. Um... Story time with James. Story time with James. Go ahead and eat a bullet. Did we get a graphic for that? He wanted to. Uh, he wanted to turn it into a novel, and and once he heard about how the filming was going, he ditched the novel and did uh Because it was directed by Chaos. K A O S. Look him up. He he's only done music videos before and after. And you can sort of tell. Yeah. So X versus Sever is mine. I literally was so just it. Cinema died. Okay. Oh man, that's hard for me because there's only been one time where I've walked out of a movie and wanted to punch a wall. Superman Returns. That's the mm. only. I, I mean, I've seen okay. and I've seen crap in the theater. I mean, I've Superman Returns isn't as bad as the as Superman verse and. Well, at the time, no, but I've never been so angry of he can't have a kid. I'm just like I got <laughs> angry. 
Did you go I, on a, like a whole club? I was thing with of, you. We saw it together. Saw, yes, we saw that, and I actually came Chad, out of the theater angry. I love you. You know that, right? Yeah. You know how many shit movies we've seen together? I know. <laughs> I know. But <laughs> I'm just. I mean, I've seen all kinds of bad movies in the theaters. I mean. Movies that are considered bad, that like The Shadow. I've loved The Shadow. I love the Shadow. Yeah. I've seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three, Turtles in Time. Oh, and I still didn't walk out angry. I walked out angry out of Superman Returns because yeah. of they just ruined it. What about you? Mine is Battlefield Earth. Oh, <laughs> I read Battlefield book. Earth yeah. in the theater. I read the book. Yeah, I've read all twelve gabillion pages of it. <laughs> now, see, oh. I, before I, I saw Battlefield Earth in the theater. I wasn't angry. I was just confused at the what the hell I just spent two well, hours watching. The thing is, they only do the first 300 pages of the book. Well, and okay, I know there's okay. It's, it's not, story it's, time with Nick now, though. Oh, okay. Because I thought I hated that movie, and I came out. I was angry. I was mad. I spent the money. I didn't walk out, but yeah. I was angry. And you know, a couple of years later, I was like, I was at a friend's house, and his nine-year-old kid. We were sitting around, and he had a pile of DVDs, and his son goes. Dad, I want to watch that. It's got, you know, it looks like it's got aliens and stuff, and it was Battlefield Earth. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Maybe I was just having a bad day. <laughs> I'm going to give this a chance. So we put in Battlefield Earth. Halfway through it, his son gets up and goes, isn't it my bedtime yet? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I knew I was right. It was a bad movie. When the nine-year-old's like, isn't it my bedtime, Dad? Yeah. That's bad. The only movie I ever walked out of, and it was because I was on a date, and she was getting pissed, and I was looking for something other than entertainment of the, of the, of the, the kind on the screen was Spy Hard. But yeah. Spy Hard is probably, I don't know that I've ever actually finished it with Leslie Nielsen. I'll finish yeah. it. If you're going to spy, you It's pretty spy. bad. But it's I, bad, but it's not. I don't know. It's I not. tell you, have you ever seen this? God. That Nightmare on Elm Street remake, I was pissed when I walked out of that. Yeah. Uh, have you, the sequel to The Woman in Black. Yeah. No, I yeah, I saw it. that on. Uh, I saw that at the Dollar Theater a few years ago and fell asleep. Mm. And I don't fall asleep in movies. It's That's, pretty bad. It it's really it boring. Great. It's. I mean, it's not the worst thing. I don't know the worst yeah. thing I saw in the theater. Yeah, that's because that question just pops up <laughs> in my head sometimes. But you know. I'm a comic. McHale's nerd. Navy There's is only, pretty bad. I like McHale's I Navy. Saw that one. But doing the B movie podcast, I've got to ask if you've done a movie for the B movie podcast because it's a movie I've now became fascinated by. Oh well, let, tell us about the B movie oh, yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, it's the B movie podcast, and it's. Basically, you we don't do, say. I know, <laughs> right? And it's bmoviecast.com. And right. the uh, B Movie Podcast, though, we uh, look at, and it started out looking at a lot of the older genre films. But, you know, it's come around. I mean, the first movie we ever did for it was uh, Todd Browning's Freaks. Yeah, you know, yeah. which uh, which is a classic. Which is but a is classic. That a B movie, though. Well, I don't know that I consider yeah, and, it a B movie but, either. Okay, and your definition of B movie can is kind of all over the place. Yeah. At this point, ours is whatever we want to do for the podcast. Okay. But, you know, we're, uh, I mean, Megaforce is definitely a B-movie. Oh, yes. And Directed by Smokey and the Bandits, Hal yes, Needham. Hal Needham. Who, by the way, if you get a chance, pick up his autobiography. I read it a few years. He's mm. dead now. It's a great yeah. book. Well, and here's He's another interesting. fascinating man. What's the relationship between Megaforce and Blade Runner? I don't know. Golden Harvest. They were both part of a three-movie deal that Golden Harvest had to do. They were going to invade the U.S. market with these big movies. And they gave Hal Needham free reign <coughs> with, uh, Megaforce. with Megaforce. And, you know, then they did, they also, same year, they released Blade Runner. That's yeah. Golden Harvest, if you look the original release. So is Golden Harvest a company that was out of Europe? It was out of China. And, oh, or Hong yeah. Kong. Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. So, okay. And they were trying to break into the mainstream American market. Because they th did a lot of uh, martial arts films, right, right, right. What was the third one? I can't remember off the top of my head. But there were three films in the series. Because I found this out when I was doing some research about the history of Megaforce. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Hal Needham, you know, this was his... Megaforce was his opum, opus, you know, his, his, this is it, because it was cars and guns and, and Stunts. miraculously very few people really seem to get hurt in this movie. And he loves humor. He loved action yeah. comedy. It's all Hal Needham yeah. ever wanted to make was an action comedy. That's right. That was you it. Know, and, and that movie, it's not good. But, you know, it was it was a fun movie, and I'm trying to remember the name of the guy who was in The Warriors. 
and he was in. He played the kind of cowboy sidekick and. It's Mega been a long, I honestly, if I knew we were going to yeah. talk about, it, I would have rewatched yeah. it. It's been a long time. But, I can barely, I don't know that I've actually ever seen it from beginning to the end. Uh, I think I've only seen scenes. Yeah, I've never seen uh, it. It's it's tough, but he's. But he's in that, and he was supposed to be the next big thing after yeah. the Warriors, and then he did Xanadu, the <laughs> musical, and he said the Warriors put me on the map, and Xanadu took me right off Xanadu. of it, and the next thing he's doing Megaforce. So. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, so the B movie cast though we talk about genre film, uh, you know we have guests on sometimes, and actually that's how I got to meet John Landis, okay because. The guy who originally started the B-Movie cast, uh, one of our listeners is a guy named Mark Mostyn, who's a photographer for Cine Fantastique magazine, uh-huh. oh, yes. and he's also done a lot of stuff for Rolling Stone, Okay. and so he mostly does rock and roll stuff over in London. He's British, but he's done a lot of genre stuff, and he became friends with Ray Harryhausen towards okay. the end of Ray Harryhausen's life, mm-hmm. and Ray got him to go into Ray's garage and catalog all this stuff that he had, all these models, all these right. drawings. Well, he was just going to throw all this stuff out. Uh, and Mark went in and was like, oh, my God, we've got to save this. Next thing you know, it's on exhibit at the British Film Institute. Right, because it's Ray Harryhausen. And that's how he got to know uh, John, John Landis. And he and Landis became friends. And John said, hey, would you like to go to Bob's basement in Hollywood? Are you familiar with Bob's basement? Bob Burns? Bob yes, Burns. we've met Bob Burns. By the way, we've met Bob Burns. I've been in Bob's basement. Oh, you oh, suck a whole bag. Yeah. Have you seen... Uh, with sorry. John Landis. And that was... And this was the uh, thing. Mark was like, okay, Nick. Is this you, a big dick thing or is, whatever? I, this, it's not... I just... No, this that's my, cool. I, this is I, I, I know. Yeah, I can't talk cool. that. And, can, but he Carla had, Nelson hit but him it a was, class. But it was a really awesome three or so hours looking at movie props and hanging out with John Landis. And the hardest thing was to not be a fanboy while I was doing oh, it. Yeah, oh, I yeah. could be a fanboy for the stuff. But, not, but I but was not, trying to not because, be all like... Because John, John Landis is a huge nerd, too. Yeah. We always forget that most of the filmmakers, specifically oh, yeah. the filmmakers, not so much the actors, but the filmmakers and the writers... These people are just like us in the sense oh, yeah. of they're just nerds. Well, you mentioned yeah. Harlan House earlier. He's a huge comic book nerd. He's a yeah, huge that's all nerd. Sorts of, just so, John yeah. Landis is geeking out with you, yeah, right? That was it. And it was such a fun you know, time. But that's how I had picked up a American Werewolf in London poster. Mm-hmm. And as we were leaving, I got him to sign it. So that was, and it was an Italian poster, so it's a narrow sheet, uh-huh. and it had a space up at the top where they could put the show times, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he signed in the space at the top. Oh, that's so cool. So yeah. it's, that's a pretty cool poster I've got. So that's, I'm not trying to big dick here. No, but, it's know, okay, that you was, won. That was you, my favorite John story. Landis is somebody we would love to have yeah. on the show. Well, I'd, I'd love to see him come to the Scarefest. I would too. I've I, actually put it, when they ask who do you want... He, he's always the one I put on there. Him and Joe Dante. And the, Neil Marshall. And Neil, all, any of his. I think yeah. the problem is, and this is with us, and, and it's and I know the group and Brandon and Nicole have been very nice to us. This is long Patty Star. Patty Patty gave us our start in moderating. I've been going to all of them. I, but I, I know they want to put those big names up there. Yeah. And that's the thing, and because they want to draw people in, and, yeah. and I think John Landis is a big name. But is it because I'm a geek that I think John Landis well, is a big name? And that's the problem. Do you I understand think. what I mean? I, I totally Patty get and it. I argued about this more than once at her kitchen. Oh yeah, and that's I've had some discussions with them, and right. that, you know, and that's that's the thing. These are people that are names, and they're a big deal, but would they draw in <coughs> the kind of crowds that they need to justify the money it would cost to bring them out? I've met John Carpenter twice, and I remember two years ago sitting in Patty's, two or three years ago, you were with me, yeah, sitting in Patty's kitchen, and I remember what it would have taken to get him here, and I had to honestly look at her and say, I don't know that it's worth it. Yeah. And by the way, I there's a wall to you, right to your left of John Carpenter, original one sheet. Yeah. Three out of the four there are signed by him. Yeah. I'm a huge fan, but I don't know that it would have been the big... If you got him and a bunch of people from Halloween, yeah. and you could do it as a group, then yes. Yeah. By the way, the actor you talking about, show. Michael Beck? Michael Beck, thank you very much. I was... I was it, like? it was killing me. I don't have it that pulled up. Yeah. But he looks like Michael Beck. Yeah, he's... He looks very I'm trying Beck-y. to figure out which one yeah. it is from the Warriors. He, okay. he, was, the Warrior. man, he was the man. Oh. He was the leader. <coughs> okay. He and also then, was in Mayflower, the Pilgrim's Adventure. Yes. 
Uh, Battle Truck, the same year as Megaforce. He did Battle Truck and Megaforce in one year. Yeah. Where did he find the time? <laughs> I know. Can anyway. you believe that? But so, how many? You you were telling me before the show how many episodes are you on? Uh, we're getting ready to cut our. Let's see. We just we're uh, tonight actually. I'm cutting uh, three ninety eight. We're doing uh, King Kong, the nineteen thirty three version. Did you get to see the armature when you were? Yes, it? I got to hold the armature. We have got pictures of us holding it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty the, awesome because we met him in Louisville. You met him at Wonderfest. We didn't met him you? at Wonderfest. Yes. He used to go to Wonderfest yes. every year. Wonderfest he was there every year. Is great. Yes, um, it is. If but, you're in the models, especially, yeah. it's a lot of fun. But yeah, his, his and his presentations there about his uh, haunted houses that he used to yes. do and all oh, that. God, and and bringing out some of the people that did special effects on Star Trek just mm-hmm. to do his house, and I well, was just sitting there the entire time going, "And they, I'll never be that cool." And they brought out all that stuff from Alien to do really? the haunted house with yeah. that. Oh my God, William Malone That's, did stuff with him. Yeah. Bill Malone. Yeah. Do you know who William Malone is? He directed <sighs> Return of the Living. Uh, yes. Return of uh, um, House on a Hill, House on a Hill House remake. On a, yeah, you but he he and Bob Burns are fans, and he helped him with a lot of the hunt. He, uh, actually, he was on our show last week. He's going to be in on in another month. Oh, well, I'm checking that one out. Yeah, sure. no, we're doing we're, we're good with getting guests, but it's the viewership we need to work. On. Well, you know, well, we have tons of viewers. Time. We, we have, do have tons of viewers. They just want to subscribe. We can't get them to hit that little button that says subscribe. And it's that's and it's right now on the. Okay, right, you keep right. saying you keep saying the right, but you point to the left. So it's on the right, the right side. It's I this can't. Side. It's right here. And I can't read. It's Are you right pointing here. at his penis? Put it in yes. the center. It's right. Here. <laughs> put it in the just center. Just put it in the middle. Put it, actually, put it over <laughs> my says, face from now on. Just click on subscribe, head right now. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. But so yeah, anyway. we're we're gonna be doing uh, so two more, and we hit four hundred. That's awesome. And I'm pretty excited about that. And I've been doing this cast now for ten years. So, you know, we used to do it weekly. Uh, the main host passed away two years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. He uh, he was an older gentleman. He was just turning 65, actually, and uh, had a heart attack. And mm. so his widow, who had joined us as one of the hosts, she wanted to carry on. So we still record, and it, but we've gone from doing it about 40 times a year to down to about Fifteen times, give or take. Okay, 15 so to a little more than once a month. Yeah, we've we you know we're running about one to two shows a month, give and or take. And where's home base? Uh, well, she's recording everything in Irmo, South Carolina, uh-huh. because he had a thirty thousand. He he was a nuclear engineer at a at a nuclear plant in South Carolina. Yeah. So and he had no kids, and so he just spent money on his hobby. So he had a incredible production studio oh that's cool i mean like twenty five thirty thousand dollars worth of equipment studio so we record it through there and then his wife sends me the files and i edit it oh. because she doesn't know how to run editing software so i edit the i edit the files. <coughs> haley's giving me the uh, about running because we're trying to be conscious of the time and right on around an hour um I do want to talk about Comic-Cons coming up. Yes. Come Lexington Comic-Con, you're going to be there, right? I will be there. I have a table at it. I'll be I'll be pimping my werewolf books and my new uh, cookbook that my wife and I just wrote, the B-Movie Cookbook. I've got to ask, can you give us a sample recipe? What, what's your favorite recipe and what yeah. B-Movie does it come from? Okay, my favorite recipe is actually it's a tropical chicken, and a pineapple chicken type recipe, and I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it comes from the movie... From Hell It Came, from 1956, and it's mm-hmm. about a uh, it's a set on a South Pacific island where a villager is killed, and the voodoo witch doctor buries him with a knife in his heart, but causes this uh, does a ceremony, and the guy comes back as a killer tree, and he lumbers around the island ah! as a killer tree. No, yeah, see, ah. lumbers around, and <laughs> the only the only way he ever catches anybody is if they seem to sort of happen to stumble into him. <laughs> but the, uh, the but the chicken, later on he'd get a job yeah. in the forest working for Raimi and exactly. Evil Dead pictures and he'd get a little handsy. But the uh, the chicken for that was amazing. I, and because here's the thing, my wife she's also a writer. Yeah. And she just did a culinary history of Kentucky about two years ago, which is a historical look at Kentucky cooking. <clears throat> And recipes and food, but she also it has recipes in it, so it's kind of half history, half cookbook, and that gave me the idea for doing the B movie cookbook, 
And we actually, remember I mentioned my friend Mark. Mm-hmm. Well, as I, as I said, he was good friends with Ray Harryhausen. Yeah. He works with the Ray Harryhausen Institute. So we did uh, 20 Million Miles to Earth as one of our movies. Right. And in that section, that was a Ray Harryhausen film, we actually have two exclusive photos of Ray Harryhausen. One at his 92nd birthday, Mm -hmm. cutting the cake, Uh and then another is of one of the uh, props from that film, along with a model of the creature, the Ymir. Yeah. So, you know, I'm really pleased that we got those. But we just, we did 15 movies from the 1950s that I liked, that my wife liked, and that we figured out recipes to go with. So it's either food inspired by the movie, food mentioned in the movie, or food that we just think goes with the movie. Mm-hmm. So now, like, and you mentioned your uh, wife is an author as well. How yeah. Because she also, if I'm not mistaken, Weird Lexington? Uh, it, not Weird Lexington, but Wicked Lexington. Wicked, Wicked Lexington. I'm sorry. Wicked, Wicked Lexington. Lexington. Yeah. And uh, she, she also runs BritishFoodandTravel.com. Okay. Which is uh, which is a website, obviously, about British food and travel. And so she is an extremely good cook. So she came up with all the recipes, and I did all the movie stuff and the trivia. And it's funny, because we did Forbidden Planet as one of our movies. And Sorry, there is I can't no, wait to hear what Well, that... there's no food in that, mo- in that movie. There is nothing. There's at one point, they blow up a piece of fruit. And that's about it. Yeah. But there's bourbon. And the whole movie is about the id, the mm-hmm. inner monster. Yeah. So we just did desserts, and it's all bourbon-themed desserts or liquor-themed desserts in that oh, cool. section of the cookbook because it's servicing your id. So you're going to be so, at Lexington Comic Con, yes. and they can stop by the table, and you will sign it for them? I will sign anything they want me to sign, but if it happens to be a book of mine they bought, hey, even yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know. I'll have you sign my chest when we're down well, there in between panels. Well, you know, I'll get a Sharpie. You know? <laughs> and, you know, but if you do buy an e-book from me, yeah. um, you know, I'll just go ahead and warn you, it isn't cool when I sign your Kindle, <laughs> because that gets old real quick, and you run out of room. So. Well, I always admire people who do this, and... and I, and we got to have you. Actually, I'd like to have you back with your wife sometime, and we could spend a whole thing about self-publishing. And, oh, I'd love to. And I think that'd be fascinating. Yeah, because, and I'll be honest, I've much like you mentioned, tons of ideas kicking around. Yeah. Uh, that follow through because I actually tried to do the nano rimo. The nano rimo. Yeah. yeah, and I tried to do that, and I it, it went okay, but then I just put it in a drawer. So. I'm, well, I'm fascinated by following. Well, he can rock out the banana rim. Indeed. But no, so so he wears I, a banana hammock well, while he's doing and, it. Well, and I've taken some time off from writing over the last couple of years because I've been, I've actually been producing and I co-wrote a film, a action comedy called Loss Prevention, and then I I also produced it with some partners of mine out of Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're with Thoughtfly Studios, Thoughtfly.com. And they are, basically, they're a professional production company. Right. Mm -hmm. So they do, for example, some of their customers include Jim Beam, uh, Maker's Mark, University of Louisville, General Electric. They do Mm -hmm. commercials. They do just about any kind of video or sound production that you would want. And they also like making movies. And their first film, Overtime, did really well. Mm -hmm. Got nationwide DVD Blu-ray release. So we all got together and wanted to do a movie, so we did an action comedy with professional wrestler Al Snow <laughs> called Overtime. Yeah. And uh, you have a Road Warrior poster over there. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and tell you, we had the guy who played Mohawk, uh, uh-huh. Vernon Wells. Vernon he was, Wells. He's, a, he's our name in, in loss prevention. That's cool. And yeah. then I just produced with my partners another film. Now this one I didn't co-write, but it's a horror movie. And it's called Wretch, and it actually features Wendigos. And we used a special effects company out of Louisville that runs the Asylum Haunted Attraction. Uh They do all the props for the Asylum. Mm -hmm. Uh Well, they did our Wendigo creature, and it looks really good. And so, so have you got distribution yet? For we're we're actually in the film. We Wretch is in the uh, film festival circuit right now. Uh-huh. We're getting ready to put loss prevention into the circuit also, and we're waiting. Uh, we've actually had some offers for distribution from the folks who did overtime originally, and while it was a great deal as far as getting the film out there, it wasn't so great as far as getting the paychecks. Oh. Them. Here, so uh, we talked to William. When we, this is and for the episode for William Malone. He talked about that. Is 
his his example was, oh, that's great. So you want me to give you this movie for free, basically mm -hmm. now, because that's what they want you to do. Why don't you go down to the Rolls Royce dealership and ask them for the car for free? And if they give you the car, then I'll give you the movie. Well, yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 brutal. It's it's, it's changed brutal. too. It's, that and the, film, the whole model's changed. In film festivals, we just did this. We did a short film a couple years ago. We spent. We did the and. It may very well be one of the biggest wastes of money now possible. Yeah, you can't make a film. You can't make an independent film with the idea of making money. Money, yeah. no. You make the film because you want to make the film, film, and then if you can make money, good. But you know, everybody points to some of the big successes like Paranormal Activity. Uh -huh. Yeah, it uh, it comes at night. Right. You know, it follows. Right. And it follows less than the first two. But, uh -huh. you know, these are movies that didn't cost a lot. I mean, good Lord, Paranormal Activity was like 200000 or something like yeah. that. And, you know, it went on to make $100 million. Blair Witch Project. But that's another example but of those hooking are... up with a major studio, major studio making them redo the, end, the original ending, mm -hmm. and then putting money in it to gloss it over and make it look better than what they actually made yes, in the first Yes, especially the sound. That's the, right. Everybody skips sound design. Oh, it's it, because it's brutal. You know, and that's the thing. What, if you're watching a bad movie... Okay, or if you're watching a movie, what's going to really make you not watch it? If you can't hear what's being said. Yeah. You know, it can be dark. You can still sort of figure it out. But if you can't understand what everybody's saying, you're going to turn it off. So, so you're Joe's anger about Manos, the hands of fate, yeah. being out of focus. Yeah. Well, that'll, that'll, well, there's a lot to be angry about with Manos. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. Well, anyway, we're running out. Go Real ahead. quick, I wanted to ask, though. The one movie I want to know about, the, have you ever done Damnation Alley for... Funny you mentioned that. That was I wanted to do Damnation Alley. We did not. We haven't gotten around to it yet, but it's kind of on my list. Because that, that's one that, as I read the history of it myself, I'm fascinated by that film because that was that was Fox's sure bet sci-fi action film with George Papard and uh, yeah, that was, Michael Vincent. That, that, and they had this little B-roll movie they were going to do mm -hmm. called Star Wars. But Damnation Alley was what they knew. They knew they that was going to make money. And they just let Star Wars go because Lucas made them all that money with American Graffiti. Mm. So, you know, so but the, it's like, the, whatever. And, and Star Wars didn't come out on a multi-platform either. They only released it in a few places opening yeah. weekend, FYI. I'm sorry. We well, I, no, no. I, but anyway, yeah. Damnation, I, I had to ask because that's one that... I'm, I'm ordering a DVD of it because I watched it on Joe Bob Briggs when he did the, the drive-in theater. Yeah, yeah. and I, I watched it there, and I was like, "This movie is insane!" Like the giant roaches chasing oh, yeah. the motorcycle, mm -hmm. and I was like, "I've got." To, and now looking back on, I'm like, "I've got to see that again." Because am I imagining it's as crazy, or is it as crazy yeah, as I remember? It's it? pretty much as crazy as you remember it, you know. And it's you know with the whole thing of we've got this narrow path that we have to take our our souped-up space RV through. Or else we'll somebody die told me from that's in, in private ownership now. I, I, I wouldn't, heard that wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I know I'd love to own one of those. Things, that's what I was gonna say. I, you know. it's, and we were talk, We've talked to other people that you know, Mick Strawn, Mick, um, and some other people who said, you know, they used to just throw that stuff out. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how Bob Burns got all the stuff in his oh, basement. Yeah, the they're yeah, they're just mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, here you want the full, you want the sub from yeah. twenty thousand leagues. Let under me go the build seat. a garage. Here and you put go. It down in it. Yeah. I mean, he's got the original time machine from the H.G. Wells time machine sitting in a corner, with mm -hmm. with the uh, oh God, I can't remember the actor that was in it, but he's got his outfit on a mannequin, and it's just he's got him seated at the time machine. Oh, oh it's shit, uh, from the birds. Yeah. Uh, and not Alan Ladd. Um, oh, Alan, not Alan Thick. No, uh, no, Alan Thick's guy selling timeshares. Ta uh, ta ta uh, ta Taylor, Rod Taylor, Rod Taylor, Rod Taylor. Because yes. he's also in the Great Western Time Travel Show that I talked about that episode. Yeah. Rod Taylor. Anyway, yeah. Speaking of time travel westerns, who here's seen uh, Time Rider, The Legend of Lyle Swan? I have with not. Fred Ward. I have look, not. Look that shit. I know who Fred Ward is. <laughs> look that shit, up. Man. That's that's a nineteen eighty two classic. <laughs> I saw that in the theater too. And actually I enjoy that one. Um, He's a motorcycle motocross guy who goes through a field that is in the middle of a time experiment, ends up in the old west, never figures out that he's in the old west through wow. the movie that he's just like man these people are weird <laughs> and it's it's really fun. i now have i'm, I'm gonna I'll get my order so of, of damnation so look for time rider. and then i'll get time rider and i'll just marathon and as these. much as i hate to ruin this one last time they to get your books you're going to be at comic-con i'll be at comic-con they can go to where to order best place to order is uh 
Go to beanmoviecookbook.com or okay. werewolfforhire.com. Got it. Those are my two best sites for ordering. Bmovieman.com will do it. Bmoviecast.com, you can get it there. Okay. And, and that's you know, where they can get your, to your podcast, They right? can get to the podcast from any of those also. So. And if you go to Comic-Con and say and subscribe to Bonehead... And say that you met us. He will give you one of these signed for free. I won't, now, but no, I will. No, 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 no. But I, I tell you what, I will do a twenty percent discount. Oh, so if so you there come you up go. and mention the Bonehead Podcast, you get a twenty percent discount on any of my. See, books. they were about to throw something at me. I meant it as a joke, but see, you just put your foot out there. Twenty percent. <laughs> I'm always willing to do promotion. Well, thank you so much. You know. And if you come and mention Nick to us, we will give you a twenty percent discount. And actually, I tell you what, I'm going to give you another one. Oh, Joe uh, will give you a free haircut if you, you're whoever you subscribes from this cast. Yeah. Your first five subscribers put their names in a hat and draw and send me the name and okay. email, and I'll send them a, I'll send them an ebook for free. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank sweet, you. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, that's all the time we've got. Thank you so much, Nick. This has been fun. We'll have you it back is, on with your wife. Right? I love that. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you she so would, much. Comic-Con, stop by, get this book, come see us, but also stop by, pick up one of his books, all right? I'm Joe Lewis. Nick Brown. I'm Chef Boy, that's nasty. <laughs> James Thomas, get these books, seriously. All right, and we're out of here. It's over there, I pointed to the wrong camera. Wrong camera! Yeah, well. Welcome to Bonehead. This is where the credits go. I'm not doing another song. Want to make sure that everybody's hydrated. All right, stop.